Welcome back to what's going to be the final stretch of Masech the Shviyas. We discussed many, many halakhas in Shviyas, all about agriculture. But now we're at the final stretch. Mishnah, Perik Yud, Mishnah Aleph and Beis. And this Perik is going to deal with the annulment of loans. The fact that any loans that one owns, owes someone, get cancelled, get annulled. And in fact, it's going to be a machlokis. How exactly does that work? There are some who say that the uh, actual the lender has to make a declaration that I, and he has a mitzvah to say all loans that are owed to me are annulled, whereas others say no, automatically it's going to be annulled once the Shemitah year kicks in, and even that's a further machlokas. Do we say it's in the beginning of the Shemitah year, which is the Shemitah of the rush, or at the end of the year, which is how everyone else, uh, how everyone else paskins, and the nafkamina is going to be, the different the ramification is going to be the prisbol, which we'll get to more in this Masechta, which essentially, if when do you write the prisbol, again, more to come in the beginning of the year or the end of the year, or if you're particularly punctilious, then you'd write both two of them. So, that being a very quick introduction to loans, and again, machlokas, whether you have to renounce it yourself or it happens automatically, nafkamina, by the way, is going to be, what if you don't renounce it? Perhaps you can argue in the eighth year the guy still owes you the money. What does that mean? You're not, you're not allowed to collect it. But what if uh, you do? Do you have to give it back? Lots of interest in Afghanistan. Not for now. So, let's discuss exactly what loans are annulled. Whether I say to you, I give you an IOU, I, I lend, let's say I lend you money, and we write in a document that I lend you $100 to, to be paid back, or I lend you $100 and say, please pay me back, both of those are annulled. However, what if I own a shop? I'm a, shop, I'm a shopkeeper. I own a store called uh, Yossi's Bakery, Yossi's Groceries, and every day you come in here and you pick up whatever it may be, your breakfast, and you say, put it on my account, put it on my account, put it on my account. So that is not considered a loan. That's considered credit. And therefore, even though the Shemitah year passes, I, I, you still owe me the money because it's not a loan. Rather, it's credit for the, you give me the money, which rightfully I deserve because I gave you a product. However, however, Important caveat, but what, once I turn it into a loan, once I say to you, okay, fine, I tallied everything up, let's see, once a year, whatever it may be, and I say, it's not that you owe me for the 50 bagels that you purchase every morning, but you actually owe me $50, a dollar bagel, that's pretty cheap these days, you owe me $50 once you convert it to loan, but, and I say to you, but don't worry, you can, you can take a couple of days or weeks to pay it off, so that's now a loan, and once it's converted into a loan, then Shemitah Mishameta, Shemitah would, in fact, cancel it. Now, really, what we're driving at is, where is the difference between credit and a loan? It's hard to pin down. So the first opinion is, once you effectively tally everything up and say, okay, now here's the final the final amount that you owe me, and even if I'm going to defer it for a little while, that's a loan. Harabi Yehuda says, no, Yehuda Omer, Harishan, Harishan, Mishameta. Each time you make a new purchase, essentially, your earlier debt is converted into a loan. That every time I walk in there, every morning now, or whatever it may be, so... First, if I walk and say, put it on my account, so that's just putting it on my account that I owe you for that the, the money because I took a bagel. But if I come in the next day and say, okay, add this to my account, so yesterday's now becomes a loan. Um, so again, he's... Similarly, the case, next case is, Sochar, Sochir, Eno Mishamet. Let's say I hire you to do work for me, and you work for me three, four, five, six days, and I, now I owe you money for all five days, it's not Mishamet, it's not canceled because it's the money I owe you for the labor. But if you say, you know what, rather than paying you five days, you owe me $500 cumulatively, so now you turn it into a loan, and therefore it's annulled. Any work that must stop because it's forbidden during the year of Shemitah is canceled. Meaning, let's say you plow for me, and you plow during the fourth year, the fifth year, the sixth year. Comes the seventh year, you're not allowed to plow for me because it's Shemitah, and you say to me, I'm deferring what you owe me for a year, 
what we're essentially what we say is that you've effectively turned the money I owe you into a loan, which now you, you've deferred. Now you allow me to defer to pay you for a year, and therefore it is b'shemet. But if it's not a loan, if it's not work, excuse me, that stops during shemitah. Let's say I have you clean my house for me, and you clean the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth year. So so long as you don't turn that into a loan, so then you can pay up. It's not b'shemet. It's because it's you just, I just owe you for all the work you're doing for all these years. There's no deferment going on, and therefore rather than looking at it as a loan, we look at it as the money I owe you for the work that you do. Mishnah base, a little background. So, the way it used to work was, depending on when the Adim would come, when they come to Bezdin and say, we saw the new moon, that would depend if when Rosh Hashanah was. Back then, Rosh Hashanah was only one day, unlike nowadays, but because they didn't know when the the uh, the uh, Adim would come, they'd always assume the first day, which which is the 30th day of Elul, was Rosh Hashanah. If Adam came and said, well, this is Rosh Hashanah, so then when they knew, they actually know it's not the 30th day of Elul, they turned it into the first day. But if Adam wouldn't come to pass Mincha, essentially, so then they'd actually push Rosh Hashanah off and leave this the 30th day of Elul, and the next day would be the first day of Tishrei. So again, just either the first day of Rosh Hashanah would be the, the 29th day of Elul, and the next day would be the first day of Tishrei, or it would be the 30th day of Elul, and the next day would be the real Rosh Hashanah, quote-unquote, and that would be the first day of Tishrei. So let's say you have people, you have a person takes a cow and slaughters it, and as we know from our Bikiyas, from Isle of Lucy, no person can eat an entire cow, so what he does is he says to a bunch of his friends, let's divide this cow up, you get this part, you get this part, you get this part, and you'll pay up, you'll pay up after Runt if you'll pay up the part, the part that you ate. So a person slaughters this cow, and he divides it up, on the, and it turns out, that this was a year where this was a year where they actually extended Rosh Hashanah another day. So rather than this being Rosh Hashanah itself, the first day of the new year, of the seventh year, or of the eighth year, excuse me, this was actually the last day of the seventh year, and tomorrow is new Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Tishrei, which means tomorrow is actually the first day of the eighth year. Effectively, what you've done now is, I have lent you money in the, in the form of meat, you now owe me money for that meat. However, that was all on the last day of the seventh year. Now it's the, now the next day, day after Shana, it's the first day of the new year. Eighth year, the year of Shemitah now has passed, and it annulled what you owe me. You don't have to pay me for the loan of the money, monetary amount of the meat that I gave you. However, in love, ain't the Meshemet, but what if El is not extended, and therefore this, in fact, day of Rosh Hashanah is the very first day of the eighth year, and now I lent you money in the eighth year, so now you don't have to pay, now of course you have to pay me up, because it's not Shemitah, you missed the Shemitah year. This is crucial. Onus, Mephata, and Motishemra, these are all fines levied by Bezdin, for different, various different offenses, someone who violates someone, or seduces someone, or slanders his wife, or, this is crucial for the principal perhaps, anything that goes through the court, the court says you owe, quote-unquote, money, it's not, it's not canceled. The reason for that is because it says, the Pesach and that which you have from your brother, is canceled, that comes to exclude things that are owned by the entity of Bezdin. Hamav Ahamashkin, one who lends on a correct collateral, Bezdin, and someone who gives their their, their shtaris to Bezdin. So now this is the next iteration of things imposed by Bezdin, but what if a person takes their money, goes to Bezdin and says, this takes their loan, can you collect it? In fact, I'm giving it to you to collect. 
these are not cancelled, and this might be, at least according to Shittas Rashi, what a prisbol is. Perhaps one can argue a prisbol is, and again, this is Machlokas Rashi Tosvos, but Rashi is going to argue effectively what a prisbol is, is you saying any loans that are owned to me, I'm giving over to Bezdin to collect. And once Bezdin is collecting it, it's not going to be cancelled out, it's not going to be annulled, and then therefore you allow the loan to remain even throughout the year of Shemitah. Much more of this to come in the next five Mishnayos. I wish everyone a wonderful day.